Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Let's Talk Real Estate, your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California as we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues going forward to find the best solution. And today, well, we've got some real solution seekers in the house here today, that's for sure. Barry Saywitz, who would you bring with you? Oh, good morning, Paul. Thanks. Uh, we're back here again uh, for some more Let's Talk Real Estate. I want to welcome our viewers and our listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in again. We have an exciting show today. I am uh, excited to have the esteemed mayor of the city of Irvine, uh, Farrah Khan, on the show with us. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, thanks for coming. So before we get going, I want to do today's quick shout out to the uh, University of Kansas men's basketball team and the uh, University of South Carolina women's basketball team for uh, winning the national championships. Congratulations to those two schools. We are now moving on to baseball this week, so if you're a sports fan, we're going to the next phase, and it's springtime, and uh, uh, we're going to the next sport. But to bring it back to real estate, I want to talk to you, fair about uh, the city of Irvine. Um, certainly, uh, Irvine, one of the greatest stories, I think, uh, in the entire country. And uh, for you being a longtime resident here of Orange County and myself as well, r- really uh, seen a tremendous amount of growth and diversification in the city. And uh, I want to get your perspective in terms of where Irvine was, and then we'll bring it to sort of where you are today and then where you're headed in the future. All right, sounds good. I want to rewind for a second because you've been here since the early 2000s. I I moved here in 1989 and it used to be a stopping point for me driving from San Diego to LA. I'd use the restroom and see the orange groves. And today with the spectrum and the great park and all the neighborhoods and everything else, it it really is a very diverse and dynamic city. And unlike other cities in Orange County, you really have one of the, the highest growth from a master planning standpoint, really just a great success story. How do you attribute the city's success. I know early on much of it attributed to the Irvine Company, but so much more than that now, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, back in the day when the city first got started, um, we were one of the very few master planned communities and uh, have continued that way. And today what you're seeing is is that master plan continuing to grow and expand throughout the city. And so when, when you have neighborhoods and uh, areas that are designated for open space and parks and, and amenities for the community, that's something that people long for. That's what they're looking for right now. Yeah, and it's really when you look as a, a mother, a father, a family moving to the area, the schools, the parks, the open space really is a, a, a probably the biggest draw. I mean, other than the beach. If oh, yeah. That's the story we hear every time. Anytime you hear of a new family moving in, that's what they'll talk about. They'll talk about the schools, the parks, the the safety of the city, the way that it's built out, the, the different types of homes that are available. And that's all what brings people here to Irvine. And and really the, the residential aspect of the city, I mean, it, it continues to grow with new neighborhoods, new apartments and other things. But I remember, I don't want to date myself, but I remember when there's only a handful of buildings in the spectrum. Oh, yeah. And I started in commercial real estate, and they said, hey, why don't you go learn about all the buildings in the spectrum and all the growth that's going on there? And I started in the morning, and I was done around lunchtime. And it just wasn't <laughs> that much down there. And now I could kick myself for not uh, buying property and, and, and doing more stuff there. But the diversification of the business in cer- certainly Orange County as a whole, but in, in Irvine in particular, with really dynamic companies being located there, does the city really have to do anything to court them, or does it sort of sell itself? You know, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of both. 
right? So I meet with delegations from all over that want to come and see what we have to offer. The most recent one we had, I believe it's the Japan Times, came by and stopped at my office to talk about the city and、um, really do like a little a piece on why Japanese companies should move to Irvine or move their headquarters or satellite offices to Irvine. And really, talked to, we talked about all the amenities that are available here. We talked about the new innovation office park that the Irvine company is building that is really scaled for new businesses to come and grow in. You can start off small. And then grow as you need to. There's different varieties available. And again, when you talk about that diversification, I think that started like 50 years ago when we first developed, when we started with our residential. You know, you had your single family homes, your townhomes, your apartments. And you see that in the business side as well. You see the small business, you see the large businesses, the corporations, the headquarters, and really that's what people are looking for. Yeah, and I think that's really a selling point that the Irvine company uses and for the city as well is that you can start here, you can stay here, you can grow here, and there's another place for you. You can get something bigger or different as you need it. What I've always found is from the business side of things, Um, and then we'll come back to the, to the residential. But on the business side of things, the dynamics of the different companies, right? I mean, you've got、yes. automotive makers, you've got the tech side. I know you have a history yourself in the tech business. Re- really, sort of dynamic、uh, of going and meeting with companies when we go and meet with them、uh, ourselves for our business.、Uh, I'm always excited to see the new and cool things that people are working on, in addition to the medical and the healthcare. Oh, absolutely. I mean, medtech here,、um, innovation companies, cybersecurity is big here.、Mm-hmm. And now we've got our hospitals. So before, the city of Orange was always considered the medical hub. Right now, it looks like Irvine's going to be that medical hub. You've got Hogue, you've got Kaiser, both are expanding. UCI Medical Center is coming in, City of Hope is coming in.、Uh, and that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that growth, Brings all of the other ancillary businesses that go along with、Absolutely. those other hubs. I mean, whether it is、um, uh, the Spectrum Center, whether it is the Irvine Company's Innovation Center, or whether it is the hospital,、uh, to me, when you watch the growth in the area, Businesses want to sur-、uh, be around、uh, some of these other types of hubs. And then that feels, it feels back to the, the housing side of things, right? Because、right? all those people need homes to live in. Yes. So, in, in terms of、uh, new and exciting projects of, of things within the city, of those that you can speak about, I, I know the, the UCI Medical Center, we're right here, and I watch it going up every day. It's, it's really exciting, and I think it's going to be a great amenity to the community. Are there other things that the city is either looking at or working on that will benefit people going forward? You know, I mean, I think one of the things that gets people excited is coming back of Wild Rivers. So that's slated to open up later this June. If you go by, you, you see the slides being put up, see all the stuff happening there. But you know, we were listed as one of the top 10 fastest growing cities in the nation. And that's because we still have room to grow. And you're looking at areas in the Great Park and the Spectrum, maybe even a little bit in the marketplace and the IBC, that you're going to see a lot more growth happening. And I think that's really because there is a demand. For housing, and we're trying to deliver. Yeah. With the Great Park itself, I mean, for those people out there who aren't familiar with it, I mean, it is really just the end all catch all of parks. You've got everything from the tennis to the basketball to the soccer and the baseball fields. It's really one stop shopping if you want to take your family or go do something. Oh my gosh. So it's much more, and it's going to be growing even more beyond the sports park because right now we're looking at a botanical garden. We're looking at bringing the Flying Leathernecks Aviation Museum from、mm-hmm. Miramar to the Great Park. We're looking at an innovation center there. 
Pretend City will have their final destination of a museum there as well. So it's really going to be that place where people want to come to, whether it's for sports activities, whether it's for leisure, passive use, coming to the museums, learning something new. That's really what it's destined to become. Yeah. And do you find that the people that are coming into Irvine are coming from other parts of Orange County, other parts of Southern California, other parts of the world? Is it all the above? It's all the above. Yeah. You've got a mixture of so many different folks from so many places. People that maybe lived in Irvine before or left and want to come back to people that are coming in from straight out from overseas. Yeah. There's a quality that we offer, not just our, our living quality of life, but then the services and programs that they are really attracted to. I, I keep using the word diversification because really I think that really describes the city the best to me. I mean, you have people from all different walks of life and different cultures. If they do come here from overseas, they're looking for safety. They're looking for education. They're looking for nice weather. And right. so, I mean, you got it all. I guess let's talk about the education piece for a second. Mm -hmm. Certainly we're sitting here at UCI, which again, if you rewind, it was only a handful of buildings and now it really is one of the top universities Absolutely. in the country and very difficult to get into. <laughs> so, But also the schools within the city in terms of elementary and middle school and high schools, really top notch in terms of how they're rated and, and the kind of services, whether it's sports or educational, that they deliver. Right. I mean, you know, you've got to give credit to our students because they are just excelling in any any area that you put them in, whether it's the arts, whether it's technology, whether it's sports, they're out there doing their best. In terms of moving forward, the growth that the city has had, do you anticipate the same kind of growth or similar going forward? I mean, we've had COVID, things have slowed down, but I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I guess I'll ask the question. No, they really didn't slow down too much. I mean, you know, um, there was a little bit of a lull, but um, we're back on track and doing better than we were pre-pandemic. In the next few years, you're going to see a lot more uh, when it comes to growth in housing and in commercial growth as well. And in terms of the housing side of things, I mean, I know Irvine Company continues to try and build wherever they can. And then you have now other, certainly Five Points mm -hmm. in the Great Park, and you have other developers with infill types of things. I don't see, I'm curious your perspective, any slowdown in the housing side of things purely because you still have this dynamic of uh, very limited supply and lots of demand. Oh, absolutely. Not only that, but you know, um, we have state requirements we have to meet. So we have our regional housing requirements that come down to every city, and we're asked to build a certain amount of units in an eight-year cycle. And for us, that un number looks like 23,000 units, and that's a lot when, it, when you're looking at overall Orange County. I think we've got the biggest chunk, but I think that's because we have that room to grow and build in, and, and we're going to be developing those units within the next eight years. And how does safety, I guess, play into the overall perspective of the city? I, I know Irvine, I don't know if it still is or not, what you would know, was always rated one of the top safest cities. I believe it's 17 years in a row now, yeah, the safest I mean, city in the nation. Yeah, crazy. So I, I, I'm going to expect that that's not going to change going forward and that that Absolutely also is not. one of the draws. Yeah, that's one of our highest priorities is making sure that, you know, that our city is the safest and um, people are able to enjoy themselves. There's going to be no change there. Yeah, that's great. The other big thing that people ask is traffic, right? So, which is always a problem here in Southern California. It's a relative. Is it a problem though? <laughs> well, it's a relative term, right? But I, I think you know we've talked about it on other shows. It forces people between COVID and between traffic or construction or whatever you want to call it 
to want to work closer to mm -hmm. where they live, to want to potentially work from home either part-time or some of the time. And I guess that gets back to the whole housing thing, right? If I'm going to be at home more, then I want a nicer place to live. I need a home office. I need more room. I need a, some kind of a yard or something. And oh, yeah, then, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. It's, as um, developers start designing the next batch of homes, I don't see why they wouldn't want to add in an office space. I think that's going to be a necessity moving forward. Yeah, and the folks we've had on the show have talked about whether it's environmentally uh, sound, whether it's right. solar, whether it's a common living space. I think those are all things going forward that people want to have. And so then I think that that adds to um, the potential growth uh, of the city because people want to locate uh, near where they live. And a lot of times the executives of the company don't really want to drive. So they say, hey, if I live in Irvine, I want my office pretty close. And right. Irvine, to me, is really the business hub of Orange County. While I guess years ago it was maybe Santa Ana and Anaheim, and while those are still business hubs for those areas of the county, really, if you come down to the airport area south, it's Irvine. It is, and then we're seeing a lot more when it comes to larger corporations, larger businesses wanting to shift their headquarters to Irvine. Um, most recently, last year, we had Ban Bandai Namco close their offices, I think it's Santa Clara and El Segundo, and combine them in Irvine. And um, the ones that were in Santa Clara, when they announced this and said that they were moving to Irvine, 33% of their workforce were ready to move to Irvine. I'm sure. So, a little warmer, probably so a little you know, cheaper. Exactly. You know that um, there is a demand, and it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. And so uh, from a master planning standpoint, I think Irvine has done one of the best jobs in terms of because you, you you have the land so you're starting from scratch right so if you get to draw a picture on a piece of paper that's blank i can make the roads wider i can add in right. landscaping i can make them pretty as opposed to if you're in los angeles and you're just making do with what you got exactly and so are those kinds of things in terms of the growth also in the master planning when you look to have whether it's it's a developer build or whether it's the city's master plan absolutely like you know our major arterials are already in place um, um, and so all we have to work with are the neighborhood streets and in the streets leading into those neighborhoods and making sure that they're they're comparable to the rest of the villages that we have throughout the city. And so really it's um, bringing that larger amount of traffic and kind of dwindling it down as you get closer to your home so that um, you're experiencing that rush to more of a quiet side of the, your neighborhood entering into your home. So you kind of just relaxes you as you're entering anyway. I think that's continuous throughout the city. Yeah, and if you don't have to get on the freeway and you can take side streets, then that's even better. That's even better, yeah, yeah. For sure. As far as the city's perspective as a whole, I know you're only one person, but I, we've talked to other cities about their perspective of pro-growth and pro-business. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, which is how does the city look at the growth and welcoming business, welcoming new people into the city? You know, it's pretty simple. You can have um, two types of cities. You can have a city that is growing, um, whether it's pro-business and pro-housing, uh, or you can have a city that becomes stagnant. So anytime that you are experiencing the safety, the programs, the services that you enjoy, in order to keep those continuing as we're growing, um, you need that that robust, um, you know, commercial and residential growth. If you don't have that, then you become a stagnant city, and then pretty soon you'll see those same programs and services start to decline. Yeah. And that's what we don't want to see here. 
to me, it's really the business of running a city is a business. Exactly. I think you have to look at it that way. I know some other cities don't, and they want it to stay as a bedroom community. But with the exponential growth in Orange County as a whole, it's just sort of hard to ignore that. Those that have embraced it, I think, have have really flourished. And, and, And then you dovetail that back into the value of the real estate, right? So the better the city does, the more desirable it is the more the real estate values uh, go up. Exactly. And, and that really benefits everybody within the city. Yeah, it does. So let's talk housing for a second. I want to shift gears. Always difficult in this environment. Again, the supply-demand issue, prices for residential, prices for apartments continuing to go up, yet the supply that comes on the market gets gobbled up pretty darn quick. It does. You know, one of the things that we realized and um, we're actually working on right now is that um, when it comes to houses for sale, we are seeing a lot more investor-owned homes. Mm. And so for our new developments, what we put forward um, during our city council meeting was limiting that so that we open up the market for those that are actually going to live in those homes. Uh, A lot of times we hear from our community members that they are not able to compete with all cash offers. Uh, They're not able to compete with investors. And so really what we're doing is we're pushing out a whole group of people that would be investing in a home, building equity, and and living in the city. And so we were trying to figure out creative ways to um, get them into those homes sooner than later. Yeah, which uh, to me is a smart move. There's no question even in our own business of just trying to buy commercial property. Somebody walks in with a cash offer, you get it run up. And then the second piece of that is then the guy's house or building or whatever you're talking about next door on the same street, they look at it and go, well, the last deal got done at X. I'm right. going to go X plus three, right? And right. then if I only sell it at X plus two, it was still a pretty good deal. And then there you go. That's how you get the run up in, right. in the prices. And so the investor side of things, there's no question people have desires. It's a desirable place, so they want to own it. Is there incentives or are there other things that you're looking at for developers in working with the developers, maybe for first-time home buyers, um, to try and get them uh, in addition to just not the investor side of it? Absolutely. I mean, that was uh, one of the proposals that came out was uh, making sure that we were looking at multiple ways that we could get people into homes. And, and that's going to be working with developers. I'm not sure what, what's going to come out of that study, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to be able to offer because I think people need it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then the other side of it is the apartment side. So, you know, no question, Irvine Company, huge portfolio, continuing to expand it. And I know that in years past, they have built stuff that I'll call affordable housing. It's a relative term, but affordable for the area. Is there more of that from the city's perspective in terms of long-range planning to try and provide housing for different demographics? Absolutely. I think um, we're looking at workforce housing, right? When we're looking at people getting into apartments with jobs that are, are, you know, you've got your teachers, you've got your um, police officers, people that are new into the job market and wanting to live in Irvine, do we have homes for them as well? And so again, when you talked about diversifying, we've got to diversify in our housing as well, making sure we have the right amount of affordable homes, workforce housing, and market rate. Yeah, otherwise the, um, what I'll call the, the, the labor force in terms of whether it's waiters and bartenders and all the regular things that go into all the service businesses, those people have to drive some from some. And then there you have your traffic issue. Exactly, exactly. And so the, you have to solve, I think, 
that piece of providing affordable housing exactly. for many reasons. Right. And and the way that comes from is incentivizing, I think, the developer to be able to do it because the land is expensive by itself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, looking at our, our, our city, we practically double our population during work hours. And that's what, from people commuting in to the city and then commuting out. Um, and so that's the bulk of the traffic that you see throughout the day. But other than that, like, you know, on the weekends and stuff, you don't see that type of traffic. And right. so if we're able to get a majority of folks that actually work in Irvine to live in Irvine, then you got people that can bike to work, maybe take the bus to work, and you're reducing traffic at the same time. Yeah. This year is an election year. You're up for election again, and we wish you all the best. And if I could vote for you, I would. There's also a bunch of other elections as well on the state level, certainly the national level. To me, Irvine is a pretty integral part of Orange County, and uh, as far as the state, it does get a lot of attention. How has uh, Sacramento and what's going on uh, there, if anything, affected what's what's happening in the city of Irvine in terms well, of think, funds and other things? Like that? You know, um, we've been pretty good on the funding side. For the first time, um, you know, we were able to get some funding to complete our Jeffrey Open Space Trail. We were able to get about $16 million to complete that Mountains to Sea Trail. At the same time, we were about we got about a million dollars uh, to upgrade Bomber Canyon. So we've been seeing a lot more of that going on. The hard part is, you know, the housing uh, regulation that's coming down from Sacramento and limiting our master planning. And that's something that we've been working with them um, on a continuous basis. But one of the new things that um, has happened this year is, is, and a little bit of last year, is that we really developed a strong relationship with our federal government, which we hadn't before. And so with that, we've had, you know, two of our secretaries, federal secretaries, visit Irvine. We had the Secretary of Labor visit Irvine, and most recently, the Secretary of Health and Human Services to talk about all the mental health programs that we're offering to our residents and the community. And so I think that's really important is we do a lot of great things, but before we weren't really being recognized because we weren't showing them off. Yeah. And so now it's, it's very important for me when I'm out there to really highlight uh, what Irvine is all about, that it's just not just talk. You, you've got to come and see the substantive efforts we're putting into our community, and, and that's why we're wonderful. You know, from the state's perspective, I know there's a big push from the governor to repurpose, whether it's motels and other things, to provide low-income housing or even homeless housing. And that concept, to me, applies much better in a city like Los Angeles, where you have older properties. I don't think we have motels in right. <laughs> so that's I mean, <laughs> if, if you're building from new with your Lego blocks or whatever you're doing, it, it's hard to uh, create that stuff from scratch. But I'll tell you this. You know, because we established the Irvine Community Land Trust back in 2012, we have the most affordable units uh, throughout Orange County, throughout any city. We have a little over 5,000 units that we dedicate for homeless housing, veteran housing, um, housing for um, people with disabilities, and and that's something you don't see in other cities. So we have really invested uh, into making sure that we are not only getting the land that we need from developers into the land trust, but money that's needed there. Early this year, we were the first city to offer affordable homes for sale. So we had townhomes that were being uh, sold at four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars yeah, in sure, Irvine. I'm sure those went pretty quick. They did. <laughs> so. There were only 68 and we had 6,000 applicants. Wow. Yeah, it's like getting into college or something, yeah. you know, low percentage. But uh, the fact of the matter is you're trying. Yes. And um, from the state's perspective, it, it really is a statewide issue that each city sort of has to deal with, you know, on its own. 
Yeah. Um, as far as the city's growth and what you and the city council look at doing from a bigger perspective, while a lot of that is master planning, is there push-pull of residential versus commercial versus ancillary types of things? Because you, you do get to sort of put stuff on the Monopoly board and, and build it as you go, if you will. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we're looking um, at the next maybe five to ten years, we're looking at redevelopment, especially in the Irvine Business Complex area, probably in the Spectrum area, yeah. uh, kind of looking at mixed-use housing, um, seeing where we can bring in that combination of residential and commercial together, or retail, and, and really making it so that uh, we're accomplishing the goals that we've set out for ourselves and in, in providing not only the needed housing, but also the space for commercial and retail. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it on other shows, and I, I see it every day going to work, where you have some of these older buildings in the Irvine Business Complex, which was sort of the original, for those who don't know, right, the original sort of business area right. of Irvine, and now you have these older 70s-type buildings that are lower ceiling height, and they're mm-hmm. either knocking them down and going to uh, industrial, because right. that may be a highest and best use, uh, or you're going to apartments because you just need more housing, right. and you can go up there as well. And so it's exciting to see it happen and then what i always liked and i'm from the midwest and so i go back to the midwest and everything sort of looks the same just a little bit smaller to me and not a lot of dynamics in terms of the growth here you know I'll go away for the weekend i come back and there's a new stoplight right. or there's you know something went up and, and that's so, the fun part about being in, in the city at this time is that there's so much going on yeah and and, and really the i don't see the growth slowing down i don't know if, uh, i don't think it is no, no. i mean the, the attractiveness of orange county in general the weather, uh, the climate, the dynamics, like we've talked about, I think is just continues to be a draw. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to see um, Orange County really grow exponentially in the next few years. And in, um, I think that's going to be the blunt of it might be in Irvine because we're still continuously building and growing. Yeah. And, and I think the, the continued success that Irvine has, it also benefits the surrounding cities and, and certainly the rest of South Orange County. Because if I work in Irvine, if my business is located in Irvine and I can't find a place to live in Irvine, then maybe I got to go a little bit further. Right, out, right? right. Actually, it, it all comes together. It's, um, you know, you have, you, you do what you can within your city, but then you know you have partners in other cities as right. well. So it, it benefits everyone. So we just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I guess one question I wanted to ask you was, so, so what keeps you up at night? And what is something that our viewers and listeners should look for for the rest of 2022? Wow, what keeps me up at night? You know, I I go to bed pretty sound um, and happy. (laughs) All all is good, right? So all all is good. Where you know, there's a lot going on in the city. There's there's a lot of movement and momentum, and I think it's all going to be good. Uh, I think you know, there's some growing pains that um, people are feeling right now, but at the same time, they'll realize that you know, at the end of the day, this growth is is needed. And, and it's beneficial for the city. In the future, uh, you know, I, I think we're gonna see Irvine become that innovation hub of Southern California. Yeah. The way we're attracting new startups and the way we're attracting new businesses, I, I think this is really where people wanna be. And even the building we're sitting in, which is a hub and the Beale Applied uh, Innovation, innovation Center, Center right, yeah. to, to attract innovation. So exactly. I, I think that will fuel the growth going forward. Definitely. Well, I think it's uh, on the up and up for Irvine continued. I mean, I wish you and the city all uh, 
continued success Thank going you. forward and, and best of luck in the upcoming election and we'll hope to see you around and guiding the train uh, for a few more years I think that'd be great for all of us here uh, at OC Talk Radio and for myself I want to thank uh, Paul and his whole crew I want to thank our producer Sophia I want to thank all of our listeners and viewers out there for continuing to tune in I am Barry Saywitz president of the Saywitz company and managing partner of uh, Barry Saywitz properties and what I've learned in my 30 plus years of doing this is you need to look at both sides of the equation so that you can come up with the best solutions uh, hopefully uh, everyone has learned a little bit about the city of Irvine today and I appreciate you uh, Mayor Khan sharing your thoughts and, and insights uh, Thank you. it's a pleasure to have you and uh, we will see you next week here on Let's Talk Real Estate have it you've been listening to let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in southern california on orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from our studio here at the university of california irvine's beale applied innovation center